I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 62, what I would tell you if you were my sister. So first and foremost, I'll preface this by saying I actually don't have a sister. I just have brothers, but I do have two beautiful sister-in-laws that from time to time we have talked about the pelvic floor. And I also have several beautiful friends that we talk about the pelvic floor from time to time. And so I wanted to do an episode where I was more real and more raw than what I have ever been before as it relates to the advice and the information and education that I'm giving. That way you feel like you are getting to see maybe a different side of me that you haven't seen before, but also to really feel like you are getting the inside, the secret advice (laughs) that maybe I don't share elsewhere, which my hope is at the end of this, you'll notice, oh, yep, I've heard her say most of those things before. There'll be a few things that you probably haven't heard before, Because the way in which I speak to my sister-in-laws or my friends is probably a little bit different than how I speak to my clients. Um, I'm kind of sassy. Um, I have a little attitude when I (laughs) talk generally. And I take that out when I am talking to patients or coaching clients. And so I'm going to make sure that I keep that in. I don't filter that out um, so that you can really have that inside look. So with that, the first thing that I would tell you if you were my sister, and I want to maybe preface it by saying that this could be any women's health advice. Um, So whether it's leaking or pain with intimacy, um, those are typically some of the bigger ones that my friends have come to me about um, or difficulty returning to exercise. That's one that my sister-in-laws and I have discussed quite a bit because they're very active. They're very, they're very physically fit. Um, so the first and foremost, what I always tell them is, okay, well, how much time are you willing to devote to this? Because that's going to decide what my answer is. And it's always different. And the reason I ask that question of my sister-in-laws and my friends is because I want to make sure whatever advice I'm giving them, it's actually going to be worthwhile for the time that they have to invest or set uh, set aside time for. And I think that that is something that is a little bit different than with my patients and coaching clients. I kind of just tell them, I need at least eight to 10 minutes from you (laughs) most days of the week. I'm very blunt about that. And I have some, there has been times where some of my friends have said, oh, well, what do you mean? I got to do stuff? (laughs) 
And they'll say, I don't know, maybe now's not the time. And I'll say, okay, that's truly not a problem. When you think you have some time, then reach back out because I don't want this to be a thing that provides uh, stress or frustration to you. I really want this to be a thing where it's providing value to you. And so I, that's one of the first questions I'll ask because I, again, I want to make sure that it's a good time, but that also whatever advice I'm giving them is going to work. And the next part I hope does not surprise you at all, but then I walk them through the entire No Kegels University method. And that is no secret that that is a method that I use with my patients. It's a method that I use with my coaching clients. And it's the same method that I use with my friends and with my sisters-in-laws. So the example I'll give you, so my uh, recent friend, her and I were having our phone catch-up date because we live in different states and different time zones. And she was letting me know that she was having a hard time returning to intimacy because she was having pain um, at her scar. And so we ran through the entire No Kegels University method. And so I said, okay, well, are you working on your scar? Because your tissues need to move and move well. That's phase one. And she's like, no, how do you do that? And so we, we walked through how to do that different ways. And for that, I said, okay, I just need 30 to 60 seconds, one to three times a week. Could you do that? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And so I was like, hey, but you know, what about that one night that you have to yourself where, where like, could, could you do that just right before you go to bed? Cause you would have time then. And she's, oh yeah, that's a great idea. And I was like, okay, well, I know you like to take baths. What if you did it right before your bath or during the bath? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. And then that takes care of it. Now, granted, I also know her and my friends and sister-in-laws a little differently. So I know their life a little different. I'm a little more aggressive, like, oh my gosh, 30 to 60 seconds. You can't find that. Like I'm giving you, sometimes I'll joke and say, I'm giving you free help. Do you, do you know? And so with that, um, once we got done with that, we had a follow-up phone call a couple of weeks later and I said, okay, how is your breath? And she's like, well, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> and so then we walked through her pressure system, which is phase two, your pressure system is intact. And so we made sure that as she inhaled, her pelvic floor dropped, her belly blew up, her rib cage blew up. All those pieces were there. We worked on that. And then <laughs> we are actually in the middle of doing strengthening where she has, I don't want to say she's fallen off the wagon. She's had some family things come up. Um, she has a family member that's extremely ill. And um, I have just said, you know what? Let's put this on the back burner. All these other things you can do while you're holding your kids, putting them to sleep. Um, let's not add any more. Let's have you maintain this. When you get done, when this um, situation feels easier and lighter, then I want you to come back, check with me, and then we can talk about that from there. And we're in the process of kind of waiting for that situation to resolve itself. And then we will continue forward from there. Um, so I had another friend of mine reach out to me about leaking and we did the same thing. And so I, we talked about phase one, are your tissues moving and moving well? This is a no kegels university method. This is what I use for everything. We, I take everyone and walk them down. So I said, okay, um, you're leaking. So she was pregnant. And so she, this was her first. And I said, okay, we need to get your tissues moving and moving well. She didn't have a scar to deal with because this was her first. And so what we worked on is a lot of hip mobility and thoracic mobility and ankle mobility to ensure that her tissues, her pelvic floor was in a position to respond. And then we started strengthening using the VAB3 principles. Or I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. 
So we did that for tissues moving and moving well. That's phase one. And then phase two for the pressure system, we got her balloon breathing really dialed in and then also talked about how she can also utilize that for delivery and birth. And then of course, how I want her to start immediately after birth to start doing that balloon breathing again. So she was working on those things. And then now we are, well, I shouldn't say now it's, she has since had the baby, but then we went on to the strengthening through the VAB3 principles. And so I gave her a list of six different exercises that fit those VAB3 principles. And she did them. She sent me videos of her doing them on Marco Polo. It's so cute to see her little belly um, because she lives far away from me. I don't actually have that many friends that live close. So Marco Polo is how I do a lot of communication and work, if you will. And, um, anyways, it was so interesting because she kept saying, she's like, oh my gosh, everyone kept saying to me like, oh, your pelvic floor is going to feel like it's going to fall out. Your baby's going to feel like they're going to fall out. Your pelvic floor is just going to be so weak. And, um, she said she didn't feel that way at all. Once she gave birth, she like kept waiting. She's like, I think something's wrong because she never felt that weakness. And she kept saying to me, I didn't realize that you could have like, like good recovery because everything that she had heard from everybody was that your pelvic floor is just weak. She's like, I didn't think I could get stronger. I didn't think that I would have a good pregnancy. I didn't think that I would have a good postpartum period. And it turns out <laughs> she did. And that was such a beautiful thing. Now I realized, um, I didn't quite give you any, um, insight into maintenance mode, but that is something that if I have talked to my friends, I, I will say, here's where I'm different. I am not how oh, hounding is probably not the right word. I am probably not as um, involved in what they're doing uh, in maintenance mode. I might check in with them and say like, hey, are you maintaining what we did? Or, oh, no, no, thanks for the reminder. I need to get back on it. If you're a patient or a coaching client, I probably would have set up an accountability system or we probably would have worked on coming up with ways of how you're going to maintain all that work that you had done already. And that is really how I would take or answer or the things I would share with my sisters-in-law or my friends as it relates to their questions. But the other thing, the, the couple other pieces that I wanted to add to this um, doesn't really have to do with the No Kegels University method. It has more to do with them as women. And I wanted to make sure that I added this on here because I also don't know if I am always mm, talking like this or encouraging you like this. And it was a good reminder to me that I probably should be. But the first and foremost thing that I'll tell them, very similar to when I said, well, how much time do you have to commit to this? Um, because I typically know what's happening in, in their lives. Um, sometimes I'll even ask, don't, or I'll, how will I phrase it? I'll say something like, well, do you think this is the best time to be adding this in? Like, would you be okay? And, and, you know, not taking my help on this. What if you, you know, worried about, you know, getting your son to sleep through the night first, or what if you did this again? Cause I know them, I, I, I kind of would think that I know what might be best. <laughs> um, sometimes I'm wrong, but there's been times when, um, I remember I had this sweet friend, she was pregnant and she's like, Hey, Polly, I want your help. I, I, but she was so sick, so sick. She almost puked the entire pregnancy. In fact, I think she actually 
was like puking while she was in labor. It really was just a rough go for her. And I remember saying, she's like, well, I, I should come see you for my pelvic floor. And I said, yeah, you should. But I think that this trumps it. I think this trumps it all. I think you have something else to worry about instead. And I don't think that choosing this over your pelvic floor means anything. And I remember she was really worried saying like, well, I, I should do this because I know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I also think your health and your baby's health. There's several times she'd have to go into the ER and have IVs put in because she was so sick. Getting her through that pregnancy and getting this baby here earthside to me was a much bigger deal than her pelvic floor. And I told her, I'm like, listen, if your pelvic floor gets wrecked, we can totally fix it at the end of it. I'm not worried about that at all. I'm worried about you and the baby. And I think that's a bigger concern. That's just my opinion. You do whatever you want. And for her, she said, oh, I feel like that just takes a big load off because I didn't want you judging me that I wasn't working on my pelvic floor. I wasn't asking you for your opinion, which I never took it that way at all. I saw it as it's just one more thing that it's maybe not the right time for. And also to say that just because you're choosing something else for your health, if you will, and maybe not your pelvic floor, maybe you're not putting your pelvic floor first. I don't necessarily see that as a sign of weakness or laziness or not caring. Sometimes there's other events or other things that need our attention and our mental capacity instead. And I want to extend that same piece to you. I, it's a, occasionally it happens. And I think probably because you and I are not friends, you, I don't know you personally, and you may not know me personally, um, that these things wouldn't come up. You probably just wouldn't reach out, but because I know these things about my friends and sisters-in-law, it's a different I don't know. I just think it's a little bit of a different take, but I don't see it as like, oh, my, my door should be beaten down with like, oh, I, I need help with my pelvic floor. And like, you should, and you should, and you should, I don't, I want you to do it because it's going to add value to your life. And oftentimes I will say this because I'll get asked, okay, well, how long after having a baby should I come in? And I always say, and, and I say it, I try to anyways, with a lot of love and grace, like, Figure out how to be a mom first. What is it like to add a new little one into your family? Or now this is baby number three and you've never been a mom of three before. Like get that figured out. Get you figured out. Feel comfortable leaving the house without being nervous. These are the parts, um, maybe the love and the grace that we don't always extend to ourselves, but I would want to extend that to you. And while I try my hardest to extend that to my friends and sister-in-law, especially as it comes to this type of a thing and hopefully other things as well. I want you to feel that same thing. So if you know you should do something and while I feel like, right, it's, it's never the right time. If you feel like you can emotionally take it on, then do it. I do think you owe that to yourself. But if you think, yes, I know I need to do it, but it just feels so hard right now. And I, ah, then, then maybe take some steps to sort out what you need to sort out so that you can go do that thing that you know you need to do, or you've been wanting to do. And the last thing I want to tell you is that you are enough and your body is actually enough. And while it may not be working the way that you want it to, it does still do a really good job of allowing you to walk across the room to go love on your kids. 
It also does a good enough job to allow you to stand there and hug your husband and smooch on him and hopefully do a little bit more. And this body also allows you to care for yourself. It allows you to eliminate the toxins because it allows you to empty your bladder and your bowels every day. Maybe not the perfect way that you want it to, but it's still doing a lot of things that maybe you haven't quite given it credit for. And I think it's really important. I tell this to my friends too. And maybe it's just because of, you know, like the sisterhood and the friendship that you have with, you know, your group of girlfriends, but you don't let each other talk terrible to each other, right? I mean, we might talk terrible to ourselves, which I don't think is okay, but I I want to extend that same level of sisterhood and friendship here that your body is doing a really good job and you may not even feel like you're doing a good job or that body's not doing a good enough job, but it's doing more. And if you sat down and wrote out a list of the things that it's actually doing for you, not the list that it's not doing for you, I think you'd be surprised that it's actually doing quite a bit. And with that, I would love to offer you to come join the No Kegels University sorority. Um, It's very much like a sisterhood in there. I go live every week. I give you pelvic floor and core exercises every week. There's a day that I do question and answers. And it's a place where I really try hard to take down all the filters. I try not that hard to be, I mean, I'm professional, but I'm joking. There's been a couple times I've had to yell at the dogs. Um, There's one time I almost fell off my stool. There's one time that my chair was squeaking and it sounded like I was um, (laughs) tooting on the chair. But it's it's a place where I, um, I want that friendship and that sisterhood to be. And I would love for you to come join us. And I also would love for you to remember that you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. I'll see you in the next one. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V, period, by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.